Welcome to the Birth Activists Podcast, hosted by me, Becky Scott, and fellow doula and activist, Samantha Gadsden. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Birth Activists Podcast. Hello to you, my lovely Samantha Gadsden. Hello, Becky. How are you? I'm all right. I must say it's lovely to see your face. I feel like I haven't seen you in an absolute age, so it's really nice to to chat with you today what are you up to I am sat on my bed talking to you (laughs) to be honest I haven't been that well and um, I got up took my home editor to a maths lesson came home and went back to bed and I got back up to talk to you (laughs) I don't blame you you haven't got back up to talk to me you've just opened your laptop to talk to me yeah open my laptop (laughs) I did put some clothes on today oh well done that's, I have got clothes on today. <laughs> You've given me that thing anyway, at least. <laughs> um, yes. So we, we thought we'd have a chat today, didn't we? Um, just an extra little podcast episode that we thought would be interesting because obviously there's been stuff going on in the US over the last few days that has hit the headlines across the world and um, obviously is everywhere in the birth world at the moment. And that was the... Um, Supreme Court ruling, I think the the right terminology is, uh, about the um, uh, abortion rights in the US. Sam, what have you seen on on the coverage at the moment with this? Uh, Plenty, and and it's terrifying, and people think it can't happen here in the UK. Well, Mm -hmm. if it can happen there, it can happen here, right? Um, You know, I was reading a piece yesterday by somebody talking about Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, uh, did you share it or did I read it on somebody else's wall oh, uh, saying <laughs> saying that the stuff all of the stuff in her books has happened to someone yeah uh, oh I think it was Maddie developing doulas that that actually did that yeah and we are definitely moving into blessed be the fruit yeah um and it is absolutely Controlled terrifying. Childbirth, basically isn't it and a massive step back in women's rights um, and they think that this is going to lead to some of the stuff I've been reading suggests that they're going to move on to same-sex marriage and really? in the protections that have been put in place to protect the LGBTQ community as well. Yeah. Um, I've seen calls from all sections of society calling on each other to stand by women. Um, so this has been some heartening stuff that I've seen, but most of the stuff I've seen is heartbreaking. I've shared quite a lot about it on my Instagram and I've noted that when I share stuff, my likes go down. All my followers on Instagram have gone down. Um, but so I don't care. Explain to people what, what that means for people in the US is that um, the, the, each state um, gets to choose how they, they manage abortion. So basically, them. and interestingly for a country that has the constitutional right to be what I refer to as slaughter weapons rather than yeah. arms, mm-hmm. um, American women in 1973 in the Roe versus Wade case were given the constitutional right to an abortion, yeah. basically. So that has now been removed, which means that each individual state is now going to be able to set its own laws on abortion. And there are states that had anti-abortion laws that predated the 1973 ruling. Mm-hmm. So some of those states are going to go back to the anti-abortion laws that they had in the 90 at the start yeah. of the 19th. 19- yeah. 
which, which means which is similar to what happened in Poland not so long ago is that basically abortion was was made illegal and so, that happened overnight in some states yeah so some states in the morning one of the news reports I watched which was absolutely heartbreaking had crying people who ran abortion centers who were turning people away who turned up there was one abortion center where people because of the leaking of the document people had turned up at half past three in the morning in the court in their car parks to get their abortions before the ruling was actually publicized mm-hmm. um so some abortion centers had to literally close their doors that day so people were turning up who hadn't heard the news for their abortions and not able mm-hmm. to get them and you know some of the more sickening stuff that i've read online is women women who think that basically women should close their legs yeah it, it basically, i think that that train of thought is very much um people like that are assuming that women that are wanting abortions are doing so because a they couldn't be bothered to use contraception b they're sleeping around um and c they can't take responsibility for their actions so that i think is is generally what people have that have that view might be the assumptions that they might be having i say they might be because i'm definitely not in that camp and i actually can't understand how someone would would not want to allow someone to have uh, an abortion if that's right for them and i've known people that have had um abortions which i'm sure you do as well sam is that you know it's it's not an easy choice and sometimes it's made out to to be uh, an easy way out isn't it I think we need to be careful going down that road a little bit. For some people, it is an easy choice as well. For some mm-hmm. people, it's an incredibly traumatic and difficult choice. Yeah. And for some people, it's just a very practical, everyday solution. We A lot of abortion carries grief and trauma, but yeah. some doesn't. Yeah. And we have to acknowledge both types and that people can have an abortion for whatever reason they see fit. Yeah. Um, and it can just be because it's an inconvenient pregnancy. It's not always because there's a disaster in the offing or, but, you know, there yeah. is a level of abuse, coercion in, 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 you know, we all know most women have had some form of sexual harassment or abuse in their lives. And obviously this impacts on trans men and other sort of sections of society as well. It's not mm. all about women, but this is very much in my view and in what I'm reading online, seen as an attack on women's rights. Yeah, 100%. It's taking away bodily bodily autonomy, isn't it? It's taking away choices that we make on our own body. In some states, there's a a fear that this is going to extend into life-threatening situations for women. So Mm. ectopic pregnancies that won't be able to be ended. I read about a case in Malta, which grabbed my eye because I'm half Maltese, of a woman who um, is 16 weeks pregnant and is going to die of sepsis if the baby doesn't pass. Um, But they're waiting for the baby to pass before they can do anything um there's all sorts of there's there's countries particularly in south america where women are prosecuted for having miscarriages and jailed for having miscarriages there's the potential for this to extend into obviously women who might drink or who might smoke or i don't know go horse riding anything Mm -hmm. that the establishment decides is a danger to not that i think there's anything wrong with horse riding or is that i just grabbed that out of thin air um anything that the establishment decides is risky to a pregnancy can you then get prosecuted mm. this this is a massive step backwards in terms of body rights who yeah. owns your body yeah. yeah um and i know from conversations i've had with people here that there are people who believe that women who drink during pregnancy should be prosecuted you mm. know that that's that's you know but 
why do women drink? Most women don't drink in pregnancy to excess unless there's a reason that they're drinking. And inevitably that usually goes back to abuse and service provider or lack of service provider. And lack of support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we will see people in America, I think, prosecuted for miscarriage. And we cannot just sit back and think, oh, it's all the way over there because our own beloved, I think it's Rishi Sunak I was watching an interview with, is very anti-abortion. I think there's quite a few conservatives that are that open anti-abortion. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, and I am shocked by a lot of the comments I've read from women. Yeah, yeah. Don't it, care. It's, no. Well, this is the thing, and I think as activists, I know from my point of view, when I see something happening, even if it doesn't directly immediately affect me, if I see something happening to someone that is against their human rights and it is absolutely abhorrent then I I get worried about it not because it's happening in my country or happening to me but because it potentially could and it potentially could affect you know our children our children's children Uh, and it's not just about us and and you know the, the fact that it's not affecting us in the UK at the moment like you say I always think we're one step behind the US sometimes is that we you know they tend to be the country that people sort of look to in terms of what what we're going to do next um yeah and it's racist it disproportionately impacts black women again Mm -hmm. um you know the impact of poverty is disproportionately affected on black people and black families as well um there's so many facets to this you know it's not like they're saying oh you can't have an abortion or fund your child exactly exactly it's going to be creating more poverty basically as well isn't it yes it's forced procreation Um, but also there's going to be some really dangerous situations like you mentioned there about someone that um, could potentially die of sepsis because they wouldn't abort the pregnancy and you're going to get people that try to abort their own pregnancies by themselves dangerously yeah i've already put a post out talking about that there's going to be a rise in backstreet abortions yeah. and obviously it's gonna it's gonna create you know we've worked for a long time on removing the layer of stigma and shame around abortion and it's going to heighten that stigma and shame and it's going to mean maybe even in places where it is legal people feel driven underground more yeah yeah absolutely so how do you think we've even got to this place Sam? i mean honestly i look around at the moment in life and i'm just like for fuck's sake, like literally so many of our basic human rights are being stripped from us. And obviously this podcast was started two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic when and I personally felt that a lot of human rights were being disregarded during that whole period. And we've obviously podcasted about that as well. It just doesn't seem to be ending. It seems like this has sort of started the ball rolling now and then there's gonna, it just feels like it's going to snowball now. Well, I think here, I mean, what's happened in America is the Trump legacy. He put in three very anti-abortion Supreme Court, very old-fashioned conservative Supreme Court judges who have lifetime appointments. So these people who are unelected are making decisions. I think I read that 70 to 80 percent of the American populace doesn't agree with this decision. Um, So they are making decisions now that will impact American people put in place by a president who's not even there so it's it's a presidential power thing here i think the uk people we should be terrified because Mm. our government is looking to get rid of the human rights act 
they want to put something in place which is about the greater good so individual human rights will no longer exist um if they get their way obviously there's the schools bill which everybody needs to be absolutely terrified of and even the the english you know the schools bill doesn't affect me here in wales if you like but it affects everybody in you know i support on the groups and nationally and i can't sit here in my little corner of south wales and go do you know what that's english won't worry yeah. about it yeah because um, it's, it's likely it might even roll over to wales eventually you never know well they don't like home ed but the schools mm-hmm. bill and this is something that we're touching is going to impact school families as well everybody yeah. needs to be learning and protesting and contacting their mps because that is going to strip away so many rights from families and parents particularly around children who are st- struggling or children with special needs we've got mm-hmm. what is planned in september in england the criminalization and massive fining of families who have their children at school for more than five days including children who are more than 10 minutes late yeah so uh, and, and although we've, family, we've sort of deviated onto the schools bill and that some people might be listening thinking well, that's got nothing to do with birth well actually you know there are so many crossovers here which is why you see quite a few doulas that home educate because it is all about autonomy isn't it it's all about you know we know what's best for our children and we're doing what's best for our children just because that isn't um, what you know is considered standard education uh, I mean, the, whole, the whole thing with with obviously the bodily autonomy is something um uh that is it's the it runs through in veins doesn't it you know you tend to to find a lot of people in home in the home education community are, are doulas or vice vice versa as well it yeah it becomes a way of life doesn't it mm-hmm. um and once you know you're right the other things that are going to be stripped are workers rights in the uk now we've come out of the eu that's going to be another convenient way for the for the conservative government to which is why there's been loads protests and pickets and things but if you you know we'll also then there's the bill that's going to be brought in that's which stops you from protesting so very yeah, soon we'll even be able to protest against against these things um what else is is in the pipeline i don't know if i i think that america the western world really we're, we're seeing a growth in authoritarian government yeah. and we're seeing a growth in divide between the haves and the have-nots because yeah. i do not understand for the life of me how anybody is like when bojo and trump first came up i thought they were like a joke yeah and then suddenly they were they were the most you know among the most powerful leaders in the world so well, I think didn't Boris Johnson say that he's got no intention of leaving and is intending to, to, to rule Britannia for 30 years? <laughs> Probably. And, and the problem is they're putting boundary changes into constituencies to make it harder to vote them out as well. Yeah. So it, there's all sorts of stuff going on. And it's not conspiracy theory stuff. It's all actual stuff that is in the pipeline. The ditching of the Human Rights Act is frankly fucking terrifying. Mm, and, and, you know... A lot of us, I feel like sometimes we're shouting into an echo chamber. You know, the economic. Find as well, I think it sometimes it is definitely about the propaganda around it as well, and the way that it's construed in media. Because the the schools bill, for example, has been um, plugged that it's all to do with home ed families, and it's all about these invisible home ed children that are at such um, harm of you know uh, what's the word? Um, they're at risk of of neglect and abuse because. They are not seen anywhere, even though they may well go to the doctors or the dentists and things like that. Um, what so- invisible home my children? Because every one of those serious case reviews lately has involved a child who's in school and known about by serious providers. Isn't that just what I was saying about it being the way that it's presented in the media in terms of this school bill is going to 
protect children that are hidden, protect children that are being radicalised in these schools that are not governed by the the uh, local authority. It, it's uh, they want to strip. They want to strip the power away from the local authority. So what the schools bill is going to do is turn every UK school into an academy, every English school, sorry, into an academy and yep. centralised control of the academies to the government, yep. central yep. government, who will have power to get rid of governors as well, and yep. set pay conditions and terms and all sorts of other things. But then, and they're doing that because they don't believe the local authorities should have that power, but at the same time, they then want to give local authorities that they consider to be failing more power over home housing families. Yep. So they, they're centralising schools to, to central government and home ed to local government, and it's all failing. It's, it's just terrific. And it is all the growth of the, the conservatives and the growth of authoritarianism in America and the growth here is, is both linked. And I'm sorry, I think it's a war on women and on the poor and the disabled yeah. and the disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you say, it seems like there's the gap is getting bigger between poverty and wealth, isn't it, in, in society? And whereas, you know, you'd maybe see, a, you know, a quite an even spread across across i feel absolutely blessed to live here in the south wales valleys where house prices are still low i i made an active decision a long time ago to minimize or or to live in a way to to live in a way that made my life more flexible and part of that was house prices i'm from cardiff my house in cardiff would probably be it's only 12 miles away but my house in cardiff would probably be three times the price it is here Mm. so you know I look at some of the mortgages and and the the stuff I read about and I'm just glad I I, and and I know it's a bit selfish but I'm really glad that I'm here Mm. I had that conversation with with my daughter yesterday um the type of conversations you have when you home ed your children because they don't teach them about mortgages at school um we were talking about mortgages and we're talking about how lucky we are to, to have bought house, our first houses, my and my husband's houses, when the prices were so low so that when we sold them, they doubled in value. And so we're in a really lucky position here. But anyone trying to get on the property ladder at the minute has just got absolutely no hope unless they've got at least 20 grand in their bank. And who's got that? No, well, I think more. Yeah. 20 grand would just yeah, about yeah. get you a deposit on the terraced Valley's house on it. They're, yeah. you know, seven times less than I think some parts of England. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I think something's got to break at some point in terms of um, house prices as well as everything else. There's going to be a breaking point, isn't there? But then how worse is it going to get before it happens? And, you know, I don't know. I'm terrified. I think the the impact of Roe versus Wade on American women and and the potential for it to happen here are both huge. Mm. My heart breaks for them. And all we can do is keep publicising it and keep talking about it. I made a very public statement and told anybody who was anti-abortion to leave all my groups because I have had anti-abortion sentiments in my groups. I got a message a couple of weeks ago telling me I supported the murder of babies from somebody whose comments I deleted. Oh. Um, I just blocked it. I didn't even bother answering it. But, you know, those sentiments are here in the UK as well. I do sometimes wonder what the extent is because obviously we've spoken before about the fact that you know we're in our little birth world bubble and we tend to see what happens in here uh in a lot greater um than than often people outside the birth world they don't see the issues like we do because it's quite intense um you know i i I haven't seen any anti-abortion stuff 
on my social media, but I wonder whether that's because in my social media bubble, I have a lot of like-minded people. And so you, you sort of automatically assume that a lot of other people think the same way as you do. Um, obviously your group, Sam, are incredibly big and public and national. So you will have a lot, a lot more of a varying degree of, of um, views out there. Well, I have a zero tolerance policy for it. So I do remove mm. people, but I have had to make sort of admin statements about it being a pro-choice group yeah. a number yeah. of times now. Um, and let's just, just just take those words because I, I I can't I think I might have mentioned this on podcast before because when I was looking at revamping my website I did my little bio and I, I actually described myself as a pro-choice doula and someone said to me oh did you mean to call yourself that because by calling yourself pro-choice it means you're pro-abortion and I'm like well yeah I am pro-abortion but what I'm more so is pro-choice in in everything you know, it's about whatever is right for that person. So, um, you know, using those words pro-choice, you know, for me, in my mind, means that I'm. A, it's about people making a choice that's right for them, whether that's keeping a baby or aborting a baby. Yeah, uh, um, I, I go to abortion. I've, I've been with people for to, to hold their hands mm. while they have abortions. So... But, that's, quite clear. but although we use those terms pro-choice it's not limiting it to abortions is what I mean is that you know I didn't use those words to just say I'm just pro-abortion it's about being there to support people's choices because recognizing that people make choices that are right for them and their lives and their family and who are we to actually you know judge that you know well yeah, but then I don't support somebody's pro-choice to be anti-abortion, right? So, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Get out, <laughs> get out of my groups. If that's, you know, yeah. and, and it, it goes back to that thing that I've said on this podcast many times. I don't think my way is the right way. I'm not saying my way is the right way. And I'm not saying everybody has to agree with me and what I think, right? But they're my groups with my picture on the top and my business link to them. Yeah. And why would you want to be in them if your views so fundamentally different to mine? Yeah, if you're fundamentally in disagreement with what I think, which is that everybody owns the right to their own bodies and that we should be child-led in our parenting, then... And I think that when we talk about pro-choice, it's, it, it also does, it doesn't mean, yeah, choice as to, I don't, I don't um, support someone that chooses to go out and kill somebody, just no. out of malice, you know. No. So it, it's about pro-choice in, in terms of, we have boundaries around that as well, obviously, don't we? You know, yes, I, I um... pro-choice might look very different to what my pro-choice looks like. Yeah, we're not the thought police. So my take is, you know, kind. We have a kind ethos. My group's run on a kind ethos. I literally changed the welcome post on one of them this morning to say that the ethos of this group is kindness. And respect. Um, And trying to help people to the best that we can. And being anti-abortion is not kind. Sometimes I kind of think it's quite sweet that people are so naive that they've had such a lovely life that they don't understand that for some people, abortion is necessity. Um, and abortion as choice for anything at all is also fine, but mm. that you've had such a sheltered life that you have no concept of what other people go through, that you think you deserve that amount of control over their bodies and what may or may not have happened to them and that you think you have the right to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
and what condemn a child to a lifetime of poverty or a family to a lifetime of poverty or a woman to a, a longer lifetime with a domestic abuser or many, many other things that happen. But you can't win. You can't win. The <coughs> breastfeeding, you know, um, thing is that, you know, you, you choose to breastfeed your child. You're then vilified if you do it in public. You're then vilified if you do it past six months. But you're also vilified if you choose to bottle feed your formula, your baby. Um, so it, it's the same thing with this is that if you see a family with like five plus children they're like oh well don't you know about contraception or you're a drone on society but then they're also oh no you can't have an abortion that's so terrible so it's like you just can't win can you no and I love our love we've got quite a number of large families in our group with 10 and 11 children and I love them I've got a real soft spot for them and they are often frowned on yeah Make massive assumptions about them and it really upsets me yeah so this has been a really ranty post it kind of went all <laughs> over the place like normal i That's really really want people to listen to the stuff about roe versus wade but also the stuff about the schools bill because that is absolutely terrifying in terms yeah. of parental yeah. rights to choose for their children and do yeah. what's best for them you could be forced to send your children back to a school that has utterly 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 failed them and destroys them and traumatise them and everything else. Yes. Yeah, I definitely, from my point of view, with my, with my daughter, who's home educated and has been for six years now, uh, I mean, luckily she's getting to the point where she's nearly 16, so she'll be sort of outside of the school system shortly anyway. But it is a case of, um, we have seriously been thinking about, right, where, which country do we need to move to yeah. if this comes in? Because... Yeah. I would rather move countries than force her back to school. I wrote, to the, I wrote to the Maltese embassy on Friday, trying to find start the process of getting my Maltese passport um, yes. so that we can so we can have access to Europe. There's a really good Facebook group called Stop the Schools Bill. If yeah, anybody I'll wants to I'll put links in the show notes to all these. Yeah, and there are a couple of posts on my business page about the Roe versus Wade and the implications, and about the Schools Bill. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put links to all about how my 14 year old has thrived through self directed learning. Mm. Yeah, my, my 16 year old and my yeah. 13 year old, having been out a year now, is, is so much happier and has self confidence has been boosted no end being at home and just following their own interests um, to a point where, you know, they're, they're starting to think about what they want to do with their lives, which mm -hmm. at, at 13, I had no bloody clue. <laughs> I, um, you know, as I said the other day, I do not want my children to enter the school system at three and then be wage slaves until they're 70 and then yeah. die. I think that's the difference, isn't it? That is that, you know, if you're happy for your children to be part of that system and, and just be earning money for other people for the rest of their lives and then then fine, they may choose otherwise. But, um, you know, it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. It yes. definitely didn't work for two of mine, um, but there you go. Such is life. And just uh, obviously a little disclaimer out there. Um, we do talk about home education and Sam and I both have children that are home educated, but we also have children that have been through the school system or are still in the school system. Yes, and so indeed. we're not staunch, you know, must, must home educate our children or anti-schools. Definitely not the situation. Um, but 
again, it's about choice. It's making the choices that are right for your children that are going, you know, if you've got a child that's been traumatised at school, there's no way you want them going there every day. It's, um, you know, it's just stupid, really. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have four children. Um, one of them was, in his younger days, was actually privately educated because they had excellent before and after school care and I was a single parent and it was not that much more than um than a child minder was have been to pick him up and drop him off so he went there um and then into into mainstream education when I couldn't afford it anymore um another one in school another one who came out of school at seven and another one where we're still deciding I think really at the moment various complicated reasons to do with lack of support um, and, a, and a collapsing NHS but yeah, we're not anti-school. I have, I have. My son is in school now, as, as we as we are talking, mm. or actually, probably on his way home from school. But I think that's the things people sometimes think. Oh, you're you know you're ranting about these things because um, that you're you're very have to be home ed or have to home birth or have to this. You know, we, we talk about it a lot in in the birth world, don't we? That people think that you are, you know, very active in wanting people to home birth. But actually, it's about choice. If someone's, you know, chooses to to have a cesarean, that's their choice. If someone starts wanting a home birth and then ends up going to hospital, and that's their choice. It's not that you, that, you know, we're we're not vilifying people that that do that. We're not vilifying people that choose to send their kids to school. It's about having that choice and also having support available for for people that are birthing outside of the system and also schooling their children, educating their children outside of outside of school. And accessing safe healthcare as a basic human right. Exactly. Includes abortion. Um, Yes. Go back to that. And on that note, (laughs) a child has just arrived. A bit of a heavy podcast episode this one, and and a little bit shorter than usual, but Sam and I thought it's really worth having a conversation with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now um, and just sort of putting it out there. We'd love to hear your views. So do, uh, you know, come and visit us on our Facebook or Instagram page. Do comment on uh, posts or send us DMs to let us know what you think, what your view are, um, uh, what your view is, sorry. And uh, yeah, we've only got this Uh, one more podcast after this then we're taking a break for the summer and we will be back starting recording in September so um, yeah that'll be it for today Um, Sam as usual an absolute pleasure having a chat with you and seeing your lovely face on Zoom which unfortunately not everyone can see I'm wearing my lovely not sorry Aunt Lydia t-shirt by the lovely Deborah Neger who I will also um uh, plug on the show notes and put a picture yes, yes. of my t-shirt which is amazing uh, <laughs> um so yeah i'll say goodbye to you sam and um see you next time bye becky bye everyone thank you for listening to the birth activists podcast until next time